Dream Team Fantasy is part of the Thunder Media Live network. If you're looking for more shows to listen to during your commute or at the gym or whatever you do while you listen to podcasts, search Thunder Media Live in iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and more. And welcome to another episode of Dream Team Fantasy alongside Tyler Syracuse. I'm Nick Morrow. What's up, bud? What up, what up? All right, before we start the show, I just got to say, is there anyone you want to apologize to before we start this podcast? Um, you're kind of throwing me off guard here. I what, know. What am I apologizing for? Yeah, maybe, uh, I don't know, calling someone out last week on the pod, talking a little smack. Oh, you're referring to our... Our bet with Trubisky versus Carr? Negative. Talking about a little guy called Cooper Cup. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Bashed him last week on the pod, and the guy absolutely blew up. Yeah, Um, well, the 65-yard touchdown, the defender fell down. I know he still had a big game besides that, but, yeah, I don't think he's a top-five receiver the rest of the way, so I'm going to stick to my (laughs) guns there, but he he did have a big game, which sucked. Yeah, but if Cooks is out, I mean, that could be uh, a nice little upkick for him. Yeah, we'll see. All right. All right. I just wanted to see if maybe you wanted to apologize to him. That's all right. <laughs> nope. um, all right. So let's let's start the show. Um, we're going to do a little week eight DFS recap. Um, talk about the trade deadline a little bit. And then we got uh, another special guest today with for our core four segment. Um, the deadline was exactly what it says. It was dead. Um, not much action. No teams really did anything, which was surprising. I thought the Eagles would probably go for a corner. The Bear or the Browns, I thought, would do something. Um, thought the Chiefs would do something for sure. Thought too. the Chiefs would do something. Uh, yeah, nothing really happened. No one, I guess, everyone had a high asking price, and no one wanted to meet it. So, nothing much. Uh, I think the biggest trade before the deadline was Kenyon Drake. So I don't know how big that was, but yeah, and it seems like he's just going to be filling in for two or three games because DJ and Edmonds don't seem like they have long-term injuries. Yeah, so they'll be back. Um, we had a good week eight DFS. Um, had a good sweat going. I was sitting, I was sitting like ten, and uh, I had Watson, Hopkins, Fells, and Williams in the Houston Oakland game, and I was Fells scored a touchdown, went up. Fell scored, scored another, another touchdown, touchdown. Yeah. went up even more. Nick sends me his lineup. I'm like, are you kidding me, Darren Fells? <laughs> and he ends up playing like 92% of the snaps, which came out of nowhere. Hell yeah. That was my boy. Um, <laughs> and then that last drive that Oakland had, passing it to uh, Williams, two drops, huge drops. Probably would have put me up into third around 40,000, I'm thinking, by the end of the game, maybe even gotten overtime. Yeah, so it was the $150 GPP, the three max. I think there's 100K up top. So, what'd you end up finishing there? I think third, or, third or fourth. Fifth. Oh, you got fifth. Okay. Yeah, fifth. I ended up finishing fifth, uh, taking home 7,500 bucks. So, it was a good day. Tyler had a good day on uh, on FanDuel as well. Um, our plays, Coleman, we called Coleman. We liked a bunch of other guys. We liked uh, the Houston stack. 
um, coming back with Oakland. So it was a good uh, week eight DFS. It was almost a huge day for me, too. I had a ton of George Kittle, another touchdown reversal, and then I had a ton of exposure to Ty Johnson, and Trey Carson had the first five rushing attempts, which was extremely tilting. But um, I was looking at looking through some of my contests. I know I was texting you about it, and even if Ty Johnson gets 10 points, I make, like, <laughs> way 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 more money because i was pretty high up there in some tournaments with him in there and he only got like 4.3 so yeah everyone that was, was frustrating yeah but. everyone was very frustrated about that play I, I honestly i was surprised he didn't start or let alone everything get. the beat writer said everything patricia said in the post game and going into the game he was supposed to be the guy and it just they had four guys in the rotation so it kind of sucked and he did have two first downs called back by penalty and stafford missed him on a 40 yard touchdown on a wheel route and he had a 20-yard drop, so he wasn't really helping his cage much either. But, yeah, that sucked. Yeah, it did <laughs> suck. Um, I had some shares of him, too, and it, it did it did hurt a little bit. Um, okay, so let's get to our core four segment. Um, had good feedback on it last week for the first time doing it, so um, try and do it every week. Uh, we'll bring someone on that's in the industry that's uh, been doing it and you know knows what they're talking about. Uh, this week we got Jared from Draft Sharks. Jared, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I just get paid to do this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, he's been doing it for years. Yeah, you know what you're talking about. Uh, give our listeners a little history about yourself, uh, where you started, and where you are now. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I've, I've been with the Draft Sharks since I got into the industry. I, I lose track. I think it's my 11th or 12th season um, with Draft Sharks. This site's been around since 1999. It was, you know, really one of the first to break in. So, um, yeah, I'm, I've had the privilege to do this full time, and uh, I, it's awesome. Can't complain. Yeah, that is awesome. I mean, to get paid to do what you love and just talk about fantasy football is fucking so, awesome. Jared, I got to ask you, how are you doing? You're in the the pros versus Joe's rankings, right, for the, the fantasy rankings for the yearly thing? Yes, I am in like 28th right now. So it's it's been it's been a decent season. I've had like a bunch of good weeks. I need that one like top five finish. To and really how many people there, are, but... are in that league? Uh, I think it's like 150. Oh, wow, that's pretty good. That is good. Yeah, yep. Where'd you yeah, end up? Fin- were you in the top 10 last year? Yes, I finished third last year. I was in first until the final week, and then I dropped a third. So oh, that, was, that was tough. So what is it? What is it? <laughs> uh, so you, you rank um, – they judge quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. So you rank – you know, I think it's like 25 quarterbacks, uh, like 50 running backs, 60 wide receivers, 25 tight ends, or whatever it is. And then they, they have some you know algorithm where they sort of grade you based on how accurate you are, uh, rankings versus final finish, and then they stack everyone up based on that. Nice. That's awesome, man. Um all right, so we'll get to your core four, um, DraftKings or FanDuel, whichever one you, whatever slate you like better, whatever one you want to go for. Um, just give our listeners maybe four guys that they could plug into their lineup and kind of build around um, in GPPs this week. Yeah, I'm a DraftKings guy, so we'll go there. And I got right. one guy at each position. Um, quarterback, I'm playing Russell Wilson. Um, you know, he, he's pricey at 7,100 on DK. He's probably going to be popular, maybe the most popular quarterback play. I, I'm going to play him anyways. Um, he actually pops as the third best dollars per point value among main slate quarterbacks based on our projections over at Draft Sharks. Tell you what, if, if Seattle comes out in this game and goes run heavy against this Bucks defense, I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> um, Ta- Tampa first in football outsiders run defense rankings. They're 26th in pass defense. They're dead last in our adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterback. So, it, you know, if, if Seattle's smart, they'll let Russ 
throw the ball. I think Jameis and company can keep this game close and, you know, keep Russell Wilson throwing. So I think it's definitely a game you can, you can game stack on both sides. I yeah. like that call for sure. I'm definitely going to be having some Winston Godwin Lockett stacks and then Russ yep. Lockett and uh, Godwin. Yeah. We were talking yeah. about, yeah, we were talking about that before. I, we think that Winston could uh, catch up or keep up with Wilson on the other side. And um, I, I hope so because I, I want to play Wilson as well. But it's going to be dependent on if Winston can have one of his normal games and not an absolute <laughs> blow up. And we're in a big survivor pool too, and, and we're hoping people use Seattle and then yeah. Tampa somehow pulls up the upset. So that's what we're hoping for. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that Seattle defense isn't good, so you know, yeah, it, it's definitely possible Winston has a nice game. I, I would use uh, DK Metcalf and stacks with Wilson too. Yeah, yeah I sure. like that call. All right, so Wilson at QB. What's next? Yeah, uh, running back. I'm going Aaron Jones. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've really been trying this year to just play the best plays at running back and not worry too much about ownership, you know, differentiate at wide receiver and tight end, especially. Um, so Jones, he might end up being the most popular play at running back this week on DraftKings, only $7,000. He actually is the top dollars per point value at running back on the main slate based on our projections. You know, the, the passing game usage has been awesome lately, uh, averaging 6.8 targets and 5.6 catchers per game over the last five. So that obviously helps on DraftKings. This this matchup, too, on the ground is nice against the Chargers. Um, Football Outsiders has L.A. 24th in run defense. Pro Football Focus has them 20th in their run defense grades. Um, they're 29th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs and they've allowed a uh, running back to top 27 DK points in three of the last four games. Now, Philip Lindsay did it. James Conner did it. And David Montgomery, of course, did it last week. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's a nice little play too. And Aaron Jones and that offense with LaFleur has been clicking. <laughs> you don't have to tell Nick twice. He's a, he's a huge Packers fan. He's a diehard. So yeah, buddy. <laughs> and uh, Jones actually got vultured last week too. Cause Jamal Williams mm-hmm. had a touchdown inside the five and will um, Aaron Jones had a touchdown called back where he stepped out of bounds. So he could have had an even bigger day. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say Jones is in for some negative touchdown regression, but you know, it, it might not come this week in this matchup. You do think um, if Adams comes back, that takes away from Jones at all. Yeah, I think that could hurt the, you know, uh, passing game volume. But, you know, even if he sees a target or two less, you know, I still think he's a pretty good bet for five, six targets here. Okay, awesome. Uh, so wide receiver, here's where I think you can get a little crazy. I'm going Robbie Anderson, um, mm-hmm. 5,500 bucks. You know, he was he was a subject of all the trade rumors, but he's in, he's in New York for the rest of the season. That's good this week. He gets that matchup against Miami. Xavier Howard on IR now, who was like, you know, the only good player left on that Dolphins defense, especially with Rashad Jones banged up. He's Miami cornerbacks. You know, watching that game on Monday night, Ryan Lewis, Nick <laughs> Needham, Ken Webster. I mean, I, I do this full I do this full time and I have not heard of these guys. Like it is a pathetic secondary. Robbie Anderson's had nice usage with Sam Darnold. He's seen seven, eight eight and six targets in the four games that Darnold had played this season. Uh, Anderson's also 13th among all wide receivers in air yards over the last three weeks. So, you know, he hasn't had that big game, um, but I think, you know, the usage has been there. And in this matchup, there's really no reason why he shouldn't go off. Yeah, and I think it's important to note, too, with Robbie Anderson and other deep threats, you want to target them when they're playing against a defense that can't really generate a pass rush. And uh-huh. we know the Dolphins can't generate pressure, and their secondary is really going to struggle. So I, I do think that's a sneaky play this week as well. I like it. What else? All right, so tight end. Here's another one I think no one's going to be on this week. Zach Ertz. Uh, pri- <laughs> <It's cheap. laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. Tyler, Price, Tyler loves Zach Ertz. <laughs> Price is down to 4,700. I didn't look, but that's, that's got to be the cheapest he's been in a while here. I still don't think people are going to play him, even at that price. Um, I mean, D- Dallas Goddard is, I'd say, an issue. And, you know, you know it, it, over the past three weeks, Zach Ertz has seen 18 targets. Dallas Goddard has seen 17. But Ertz has, still played, Ertz has still played 84% of the offensive snaps over the last three weeks. He's still run a pass route on 85% of Carson Wentz's dropback. So Ertz is still, you know, getting elite playing time. I think that, you know, it's still possible that he sees, you know, 10, 12 targets any week now when he's on the field that much. And this matchup against the Bears, um, it's actually a good one. Um, Football Outsiders has Chicago 24th in tight end coverage. And they're 26th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight end. So I think, you know, that that's sort of where you beat this Bears defense. So I wouldn't be surprised if Ertz is featured in this game and, you know, again, gets 10 to 12 targets. I like that call. I think he's going to be low owned too, which I like. Mm-hmm. But that, uh, but Dallas got her. He, he scares me a little bit. Taking, he's, yeah. he's on the field so much. He's taking so much time away from Ertz. Um, just not well, used yeah. to seeing that in Philly. So, I mean, Goddard's taking some targets away from Ertz, but again, he's not really taking playing time away. You know, again, Ertz is out there for 85% of the snaps. They're, they're just using a lot of two tight end sets. Now, if Deshaun Jackson comes back, it'll be interesting to see how they work him in. But I'm sort of expecting DJX to miss one more game with the Eagles having a bye week next week. I think the potential re- return of DJX would even help free up some space in the middle for Zach Ertz because I think defenses yep. have really been focusing in on him as we've seen him kind of struggle with inefficiency, which we haven't really seen from him in the past. So I think even if he gets a target or two less with DJX yep. coming back, I, th- I think he'll be more efficient and we'll see some games where he catches all seven or eight targets uh, thrown his way. Yep, I agree. I think this is the first time. I mean, this is only the second time we've done the core four, but Tyler and I have been doing this for, I think this is our 16th episode. When we go through guys, list guys, that Tyler hasn't called out someone and gone through a bet, tried to throw a bet out against someone. <laughs> <laughs> they did through four guys, and he didn't He didn't stop you and be like, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. It's early in the week, so I haven't got through all, all right. my research, but um, yeah. I, I like the four picks that, that Jared threw out there, and, and I know Zach Ertz was on my radar. I hadn't considered Robbie Anderson, but I do like that call for sure. Yeah, those are awesome picks. Um, appreciate it. Tell our listeners where they can follow you um, and find your work. Yeah, check us out at DraftSharks.com, and then you can follow me on Twitter at SmolaDS. It's S-M-O-L-A-D-S. Awesome. Appreciate it, so, Jared. Jared um, so I saw Evan Silva tweeted about you or at you. Do you know Evan? Have you met him in person? I have not met him in person. I'd, I'd like to. He seems like a fun guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like he's got over 100K Twitter followers. So that shout sure, out yeah. is probably big for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, de- definitely. Awesome, man. Jared, we appreciate the time. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, and uh, everyone go follow this kid. Listen to him. He knows what he's talking about. Thanks, Jared. Yeah, thanks, guys. Good luck this week. All right, you too. See ya. All right, so that was Jared from Draft Sharks. Appreciate him coming on, giving us his core four. Um, He knows what he's talking about. He's been doing it, what do you say, 13 years now. So um, he knows what he's doing. He does it for a living. He gets paid to do this. And you could tell by just the information he gives out and the stats. Um, Those are good plays. I like it. That's amazing. Draft Sharks, too, has been around since 1999. So that was really even before Daily Fantasy, like 10, 15 years before. So obviously when they first started, they had season-long content. But, um, yeah, it's pretty cool that they were able to get it going even before 2000. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, His core four, just to recap, Wilson at quarterback, Aaron Jones running back, Robbie Anderson at wide wide receiver, and Ertz at tight end. Um, 
All right, so let's do an update on the DTF League real quick. Um, both Tyler and I took a win. Last week, I actually took down the first-place team who was undefeated with Lamar Jackson on the bench for a bye week, and Tannehill as my quarterback pulled up the upset. Um, I'm now sitting in fourth place um, with a three-win streak, and uh, Tyler is up to second now. So we're moving up the board here um, as a DTF owners here take over. Um, it's a good league. So we'll keep you updated as we go on. Um, yeah, let's go on to week nine DFS. Anything else you want to talk about for week eight before we go on to week nine? Uh, I think we pretty much covered it. Um, Ty Johnson, extremely tilting. We both <laughs> had a couple good GPP scores, uh, the Kittle reversal, another uh, nightmare for me. Um, I'm going to continue to pay up for Kelsey and Kittle. <laughs> I think they're a notch above everyone else. Hopefully it, it pays off eventually. And then, I mean, in 17 weeks, it's got to pay off, right? <laughs> I had forgotten <laughs> about the Cooper cup thing. So thanks for reminding me. I had to, I actually had someone text me, uh, that listens to the pod. They're I had like, someone text me too. <laughs> they're, they're like, like you just yeah. had to talk shit about Cooper cup. I you? know like, I oh. should have freaking played them too. So all the shit uh, you were talking, he listens to the pod. So, you I know, so. he fired them up. Um, all right, so let's get to week nine DFS, uh, fan is what we do. So we're going to start at quarterback up top, uh, Russell Wilson again. He's got a great matchup this time at home um, against a really bad Tampa secondary. Um, next up, Rodgers, Stafford, Cousins, Josh Allen, all the way up there at 7,700. Winston, Wentz, uh, Sam Darnold. Who's your plays this week at quarterback? So I definitely like the call with Russell Wilson. Um, I'm, I think I'm more interested in Jameis because he's going to give you over $1,000 in savings. And I think – that if the Seahawks get ahead by a touchdown or two, it's just going to be all systems go for that Bucks offense. Even if Winston turns the ball over, even if he throws a pick six, you know he's going to put up fantasy numbers. He's got an extremely high floor, in my opinion, just because of the, the sheer volume that he's going to have. And he also has an extremely high ceiling because he has two awesome wide receivers with a condensed market share. So you could really play the triple stack of – Winston Evans and Godwin and you'll pretty much be banking on all the points there we've already seen Mike Evans and Godwin blow up like pretty much every week it's just a matter of picking the right one to stack with him I gotta say before we go on to the next player I saw a stat it was two weeks ago when Wilson was home against Baltimore that game um, they put a stat up I think it was on ESPN about how bad Wilson is when it rains at home mm -hmm. Like, he's bad. Really? Oh, yeah, he's bad. So, it was drizzling a little bit, and he probably had his worst game. I mean, Baltimore's a good defense, mind you, but his only interception came in that game. Um, he only had 15.3 points on FanDuel. Um, and then next week, he goes out to Atlanta in a dome on a really easy, you know, it's a great matchup, and he still only puts up 15.6 points. As much as I want to hammer Russell Wilson, I just if it rains in Seattle on Sunday, I'm fading him. I'm fading him, and I'm probably going to do uh, Tampa stack and maybe, like Jared said, run DK Metcalf on the back. Yeah, that's interesting with the rain splits because usually you only see reduced fantasy numbers with heavy winds. Usually there isn't a correlation with rain, but I can see how it would bother certain players. Um, back to Tampa though. I mean, Seattle's defense is just really, really bad and they actually lost their starting safety, Tedrick Thompson. So I think Tampa should be able to get whatever they want. 
Um, both of Seattle's losses actually this year came at home, and they barely beat the Bengals in week one, actually, and that was in Seattle as well. So they've been surprisingly bad at home, and I just think Jameis can um, take care of business going up against that defense. I, I do like a lot of the other quarterbacks, too, that are priced up. Aaron Rodgers has totally been locked in. Stafford going up against a Raiders team that doesn't generate any pressure and doesn't have any good corners. Kirk Cousins in a high-projected matchup would be more appealing if Patrick Mahomes plays. Josh Allen, awesome matchup. And then for cheaper, I wouldn't really go past Jameis Winston, I think, would be the cheapest quarterback I'd play at 7,500. You're not going down to Carr again? You don't want to see Carr? Derek Carr. He's steady. Uh, He's steady. And I like like the Detroit-Oakland stack game. I think that's going to be another shootout game, both – both defenses, especially the secondary, are absolutely banged up. Um, I don't know if Slay's out again or if he's going to be a game-time decision, but if he's out again, I'm going right back to an Oakland stack. If anything, I'll go back to Mitch Trubisky because I'm a glutton for oh punishment. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why? Why? He's he 6,500. Oh, my God. He's, he's in the so Millie Maker bad. winning lineup four times last year. He's so, and he's got a great year. matchup against the Eagles. That doesn't matter. He's so bad. No, I probably can't use him. <laughs> you can't. I'm not going to let you. I can use Allen Robinson, though. For sure. You think? Against that secondary? No. I love me some A-Rob. No. No. Derek Carr would be the lowest I'd go at 7,300, especially if Slay's out. I, I really like Carr down there. I think that's just going to be a shootout in Oakland. Um, Stafford's been playing well, so you know he can put points up. And Oakland's been playing well. I I, I think they're, they're top in offensive, passing DVOA and everything like that. Um, they're up there in stats. They got Williams back, who Carr loves. Um, Waller's been a stud. Jacobs is running hard. So they got an offense that can put points up. So I do like, I like that game this week. Um, I do like Winston. If it doesn't rain in Seattle, I do like Winston. Um, and I probably will get Russell Wilson. If it rains, I'm probably going to go with Stafford and Carr. I might do that game. I don't know who my third quarterback is. I usually do just three quarterbacks and then build a bunch of lineups around them. Yeah, for me, my top three would definitely be Russell Wilson, Jameis Winston. I think that game's going to shoot out, and then the other one would be Josh Allen. Why? Why do you love the Bills? I don't love the Bills. I just like <laughs> I like fantasy points, and Josh Allen tends to light up um, bad matchups, and he hasn't really had a ceiling game yet this season, so yeah. it's coming soon. All right. Um, okay, let's go on to running back. Up top, uh, of course, CMC. Um, behind him, who I'm probably going to have 100% exposure to, Dalvin Cook. I mean, just. He's priced way up there, too, this week. He's at 9K 9, on FanDuel. 9K, yeah, 9K. I don't care. I'm <laughs> hammering him into my lineup. What a freaking dream matchup against Kansas City. I mean, did you see what Aaron Jones did last week? I mean, Dalvin Cook is better than Aaron Jones, and they run the ball, and I think they'll take care of Kansas City, especially if Mahomes doesn't play. Um, love Delvin Cook up top. Who are you liking this week? Yeah, I like to call Delvin Cook. You can't ask for a better matchup than that. Um, you'd probably want Patrick Mahomes to get ruled out, and then Delvin Cook yeah. will probably uh, – the Vikings will probably have the lead and, and with the positive games. I mean, either way, though, you could Delvin come back. Cook catches passes too. I mean, I feel like you could come back with um, – I feel like with the Minnesota game, if Mahomes doesn't play, you could come back with Cook and Madison. I mean, Madison's been getting points. He's been getting carries, uh, grabs. I just feel like if Mahomes isn't playing, the Vikings are going to run away with this game. Cook's going to have 100 yards before half. 
Madison's going to come in halfway through the third, finish the fourth, and he could get 50 yards and a score, you know, if you really want to go contrarian. So I have to ask you about how you feel about your boy Le'Veon Bell and Derrick Henry because those are guys I usually always look to fade. I'm just not fans of either of theirs, but they both have good matchups this week, and they're both pretty cheap. Yeah, this week um, I do like Bell. He's just been such a disappointment. He's cost me just a ton of money in FanDuel just with the swing. If, you know, if he could just have like his normal self day, uh, would have a lot better weeks for me. But I, I do like Henry um, going against that awful Carolina uh, run defense. Tennessee gets him the ball. Tannehill has been good. They, I mean, he's been better than Mariota. So, um, they're going to have to account for Tannehill behind center. Carolina's defense is good. It's not great, but it is good. Um, but I think I, I think Tennessee's just a run first team, and Henry gets the ball, you know, 15, 20 carries a game. And I, I do have Henry as one of my plays this week. Okay. Yeah, honestly, there's not that many good running backs in play this week. The The pool is pretty narrow, I'd say. I think Chris Carson's a pretty good fade going up against the the best rush defense in the league, the Agreed. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who just sell out to stop the run. Nick Chubb, I think, could be a good sleeper this week going up against the Broncos. I expect that the Browns are going to bounce back in a big way this week. I know we were kind of texting a couple days ago. I, I think... As much as people are down on Cleveland, as bad as they've played all year, their schedule gets really easy down the stretch. And honestly, I could see them going the rest of the way, only losing, you know, one or two games, especially if they get this the win this week going up against Brandon Allen, who's getting his first career start. They should be able to take care of business. I just think they're just a mess. Just the whole team's a mess. Baker, yeah, I mean, Baker's a mess. He's all flustered. They've had a lot of tough the, matchups. I, I saw I him in the interview to today when he stormed out after calling out the reporter. Did see you that. know, OBJ is still OBJ. Um, you know, eventually you feel like he's going to erupt at some point and having a sideline, you know, shenanigan or something like that. And I think Kitchens is a fucking awful coach. I mean, he just doesn't know how to coach a game, let alone, you know, be an offensive play caller and call plays he just you know he, I don't think he can do both maybe he was good last year at calling plays but he's not good as a head coach and I just think the Browns are just a disaster and I have yeah. no interest in really playing them I, I guess I, I could see Chubb having a game he's been very good he's an excellent running back um you know fantasy aside he's just a really good football player um but I just the Browns just I mean until they are consistent in a few weeks. I just don't see myself playing any Cleveland. I guess I'm just optimistic because they have a really good defense. They have a really good pass rush. They have their corners coming back in the secondary. They have a top five running back and a top five receiver. So theoretically they should be a lot better, but they do have a lot of problems with their quarterback. I mean, Baker's been terrible. The offensive line's been terrible, but what do you know about the Browns uh, starter this week? Anything or the Broncos? Uh, I've heard a couple guys talk about him. They say he struggled in college, I guess, up until he was a senior, and then he finally had a decent season. It was funny. I was listening to uh, Evan Silva on, from EstablishTheRun.com, and he said that Brandon Allen has these little baby hands. <laughs> he said that I, I guess they're less than eight-inch hands, which is, like, really, really small. 
and um, he was the hand mat on that he, Burger King commercial. He's expecting that the Brown that he's gonna be losing fumbles going up against that Browns pass rush. So okay. I thought that was pretty funny. Okay, yeah, that makes me like Chubb a little bit more because I just don't know how I gotta watch film on this quarterback here for Denver because I'm just not familiar with him at all. Um, but you know, if the Browns defense gets takeaway get takeaways and they have um, you know the field to play and they're taking over at Denver's thirty. I mean, I like Chubb. Yeah, yeah for definitely. sure. Um, Aaron Jones, I like. I like that call by Jared, um, especially if uh, Adams doesn't play. He's just been in the passing game a ton, wheel routes. Uh, LaFleur's, you know, offense suits him perfectly. Um, I like Josh Jacobs. Like I said, I like the Detroit-Oakland game for the stack. Um, he's just a beast. He Don't break- skip over James Conner. Yeah, I'm skipping over him. I love Conner this week, if assuming he's healthy. <laughs> I just don't. I, Indy's... And he's one of those teams. Indy's like Tennessee for me. You know, like they play slow. I, they I play see that, slow. Yeah. Their defense is solid. It's not great, but they're fundamentally solid, you know, and they're well coached. So for me, it's just there's so many better options. You know, I'd rather pay $400 more and get Jones or save 100 bucks and get Josh Jacobs or save $300 and get Le'Veon Bell. Or go down even farther at sixty eight hundred and play Derrick Henry. I just don't. I just think Connor's going to get more volume than all of those players because they love Connor. And, and assuming well, he's Samuel's healthy. is going to be back. Yeah, and they do like Samuel's. And I just, I mean, Rudolph doesn't do it for me. And like I said, I I like Indy. I like how they control the game. They're slow pace. They control the game. They control the clock. They run the ball. They're well coached with Frank Reich. Um, and their defense is just fundamentally sound. It's not great. They don't have all-star players, but it's just fundamentally sound. And, you know, you saw Pittsburgh the first quarter against Miami. I mean, Fitzpatrick just went up and down the field. I mean, I, I think Rudolph had to get back into the swing of things after he almost died two weeks ago, but um, he looked awful. And I just think that Indy will be able to kind of slow them down and contain them. And it's just a slow paced game that I don't know if I want any DFS value in. Yeah, it will be a slow paced game. So that's a good point. The only off the board running back I wanted to mention is down at 5,400 Damian Williams. And that is just speculation. If LaShawn McCoy is going to continue to be benched after his fumble cost them probably the game against the Packers last week. He looks good when he came in Yeah, for McCoy. Yeah, I, and, and McCoy never came back in Never after came fumbling. back in, yeah. Damian Williams played the whole fourth quarter and the last couple minutes in the third quarter. I don't know how – got to check on how Andy Reid is with running backs like that. If they fumble, if, he, if he'll sit them like Belichick would last game or something like that and play the hot hand. I know him and McCoy go back to their eagle days, so he's probably got a crush on him. But yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. I, I like that call because Williams looked really good when he came into the game. Yeah, just a speculative tournament play, I'd call it. Definitely can't use him in cash. But if he's out there for you know, 60%, 70% of the snaps, he's going to probably uh, smash that price tag. Yeah, I like that. Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. I, I mean, I, I can't decide what to do with them and – I like their matchup here against Green Bay. They're going to have to keep up with the Packers, who are probably going to put up points. And the Packers' run defense hasn't been great. They have been getting torched, and, you know, especially pass-catching running backs have had pretty good days against them. But I just don't – I just feel like they just are, they don't want to get Melvin Gordon the ball, and they've just completely, you know, taken Eckler out of the, out of the scheme of things. Um, any interest in either of those guys? 
It is important to note that they fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Wizard So right. we don't really know what that means yet. I know the the head coach, Anthony Lynn, is a former running backs coach, but what running back does he want to use more? Hopefully he'll make it pretty clear in some of his um, post game or, or press conferences throughout the week and we'll be able to figure out. You know, I think I think they want to get Gordon going, but it, it's just like he's averaging way less yards per catch and yards per rush than Austin Eckler. So it's hard to see them using Gordon more than Eckler. But I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it. Gordon is a very good football player. He's been a very good fantasy player for a couple of years now. But the season Eckler was having and the role that the you know Chargers were on for a, a minute there before. They're just a better team without Gordon. They were. They were a better team. They should have traded him, tried to get something for him. But all right, so let's go on to running or uh, wide receiver up top. Um, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, <laughs> up yeah, top here. Two Tampa, two receivers. Tampa receivers sitting yeah. up top. Um, Adams is under them if he plays at eight thousand. I don't know if he'll be on a snap count or how he'll feel or how to- how his toe feels. I probably will fade him. Um, Hayward will probably be on him, and I just don't like playing guys coming back their first game back from injuries. Uh, Diggs, Tyree Kill, Galladay, Lockett. Uh, T.Y., Keenan Allen, and Juju round up the top there. Um, who's your wide receiver plays? It's a tough one this week. Yeah, so it's interesting. Chris Godwin's priced as the wide receiver one on FanDuel, whereas on DraftKings he's priced as the wide receiver six. Wow. So that's where you want to kind of shop around and, and play both sites, um, shop around when you're making these bets. It's always good to get the best value. Just wanted to mention that. Uh, Stefan Diggs has been on a roll. And he's got a nice matchup against the Chiefs. I think that's we want Patrick Mahomes to be active in order to use some more of those Vikings wide receivers. I don't think he's gonna be. I think they're gonna hold him out till week ten. I, I just some of the reports I was reading today, it just seems like he's he's practicing, but I think they're gonna wait one more week. Is Thielen coming back? He'll be back, right? Yeah, Thielen's expected yeah. to play this okay. week. Okay. So I mean that digs uh, pun intended, no pun intended. That digs and digs a little bit, um, but I do like the digs call. He he's been money, but he, I think it was the sure fact that Thielen's been out. Yeah, so for me it would be Chris Godwin over Evans. I'd rather play Stefan Diggs instead of Thielen. Tyree Kill is only in play if Patrick Mahomes is active. Kenny Galladay's got an awesome matchup against the Raiders, but he figures to have higher ownership coming off the big game. Definitely going to have a bunch of Tyler Lockett. I think if Tampa Bay can score points, this is the type of game where Tyler Lockett can get more targets because he's always been a really efficient player. He's caught 85% of his targets this year. Um, But the last, let's see, the last five games, he had six targets, he caught them all. He had seven targets, he caught five. And then he caught five, four, and four, 100% of his targets. But you don't really want to be paying $7,500 for a guy that's only going to get four or five targets as we've seen three times in the last six weeks. Right. So we really need the Bucks to score points. And then Tyler Lockett will be able to have a game like he did in week three against the Saints where he had 14 targets, caught 11 of them for 154 yards and a touchdown. So why do you like Godwin over Evans? I mean, Evans the past two weeks has been clearly Winston's favorite target with 17 targets and then 12 targets. You know, he had 11 grabs for almost 200 yards and two scores last week. Um, So Seattle plays a lot of cover three, so you want to attack them in the middle of the field. Seattle is notoriously better at defending the perimeter. 
So Mike Evans runs most of his routes on the outside, whereas Godwin is in the middle. So that's the reason I like I like Godwin more. And just another reason, uh, Evans coming off the big game, so he figures to get more attention. When the Seahawks are watching film, they're going to be like, okay, we need to sell out to stop this guy. And that's when Chris Godwin has a big game, and then it just keeps going back and forth. It okay. seems like. All right. I mean, I like them both. I was just wondering, you know, why – Godwin over Evans when it seems the past couple of weeks Evans has just been getting a lot of the looks but I mean I don't really think you can go wrong with either of the guys um, I'll definitely get exposure to both um, down at 7600 I love Kenny Galladay another great matchup this week against that bad Oakland secondary um, down even farther uh, Jared had like Jared Jared had mentioned DK Metcalf I like that at 6700 um, I like Tyrell Williams at 6,300, um, especially if Slay is out, Detroit has no corners, um, and their secondary is horrendous. Um, Robbie Anderson, Jared liked down here at 6,200. Um, another name that I wanted to mention down, where is he? Where the hell is he? Hold on. Let me type in his name here. For me, you definitely skipped over a couple of guys I wanted to roster a bunch of, and that's Allen Robinson going up against the Eagles, and then OBJ. Listen, (laughs) um, I know Chris Harris is a good corner. Denver has given up the least amount of points to opposing wide receivers. I just think it's they're going to force feed OBJ the ball. Chris Harris isn't as good as he used to be. And with low projected ownership, this is pretty much the cheapest you're ever going to get Odell Beckham. He's priced as an outside the top 10 wide receiver. So I think it's a good chance to take him in tournaments. He is as high of upside as any player on the slate. So I'll definitely be rostering some OBJ. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't I just don't know about the Browns. I don't know how I feel about them. I don't trust Baker. He just... He just seems so flustered, and the fact that he's you know never been really, he's never really lost before, and it seems to be hitting him in a different way where he's just he's not playing well. I mean, last year he was on an unbelievable pace and just absolutely tearing the league up, and then this year he looks like a backup quarterback playing. And now my other question is, why isn't why aren't the Jags on the main slate? Oh, they're the 930 London game. That sucks because yep. I like the Jags. Yeah, for sure. I would want to play Baby Shark real bad this week. Yeah, Shark's got a great match. Just to touch on that game really quick. And just so everyone knows, it's Wednesday. So, <laughs> like, we do a lot of research starting today. So, I haven't really looked at the FanDuel. This is, like, the first time that I look at the FanDuel slate. I kind of do my research and then look at this where the players are, you know, listed price-wise. And I didn't, you know. The 9:30 London game that really hurts because I do like the Jags. I wanted to do a nice little uh, Jags stack. Yeah, so if you play the Thursday through Monday slate, you could get your exposure to players there. So obviously Hopkins has a has a has a nice matchup against the Jags, who are hurting at corner without Jalen Ramsey. I am concerned with the offensive line in Houston versus the Jags D line. So Hopkins really isn't going to have much time to throw. But we've seen Hopkins used as more of a, a short weapon this year. He's not going deep as much, so that could be one of the games where he has like 17 targets, catches 15 of them for 100 and whatever yards. So that's what I would expect from that game. That really breaks my heart 
<laughs> but I did like Shark, yeah. Yeah, sure. I liked Shark, Minshew, and Fournette stack a lot. I mean, that got me really excited when I saw that matchup. 6,200 on FanDuel. One of my favorite plays of the week would be John Brown, assuming the weather's good with no wind. Um, he's just he's just too cheap going up against the Redskins. And if Josh Norman tries to cover him, John Brown's just going to burn him for a long touchdown. So, yeah, Norman or uh, yeah, Norman has not been good. Six thousand here, Danny Amendola. Thoughts? Not for me. No, not for me. Nope. Eleven targets two weeks ago. Eight targets last week. Caught eight for eight last week. He's more of a DraftKings player because he's chances are he's not going to catch a touchdown, and he gets a lot of grabs. He gets decent volume, but you know his ceiling is like like last week and that doesn't really help you on FanDuel because he didn't score a touchdown and you don't get bonuses on FanDuel and you don't get the full PPR. So no. Okay. Yeah, I don't really like too many wide receivers down here um in the five thousand range, fifty five hundred range. Yeah, it gets pretty weak down it there. It does sure. get really weak down here. Um so I'll probably end up paying up for wide receiver this week, it looks like. Fifty seven hundred Marvin Jones and Mike Williams would be potential options. I think that's about as cheap as I would go. Yeah. I like Marvin Jones. I like that Detroit-Oakland game. It's hard to decide who's going to have the week, Marvin Jones or Galladay. I feel like they've been going back and forth the past couple weeks. So um, I do kind of like Crowder down here. Um, I know that Jared had mentioned Robbie Anderson, Crowder at 5,800. Another good matchup against Miami. Um, The Jets have got to get going sooner or later. I mean, Darnold's not a bad quarterback. They got Le'Veon Bell. They got Crowder. They got Robbie Anderson. Um is uh, Hernan coming back this week? Is he going to play? I know he's been, like, limited at practice. Yeah, he's still limited in practice, so we're not sure if he's going to be back. Yeah, he's been he's good when he's there. And th- there's just a ton of offensive weapons. So I do like um, I do like Crowder there. Um, okay, on to tight end here. Up top, sure play here, Darren Waller. Um, he's expensive at 6,800. Um, he's priced over Kelsey, Hunter, Ertz, Jimmy Graham. Um, and then it gets kind of weird right here. You got Seals Jones, uh, Jonu Smith, Chris Herndon, De- um, McDonald, Olsen, Ebron, Brait. Not a lot of good tight ends this week. It's probably looking like a payup for tight end. I definitely want a lot of exposure to Waller um, and maybe a little Hunter Henry. I would take Kelsey versus Waller. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> had to throw that out there. Can we wait till injury news comes out, or do we have to do it now? Yeah, we could wait. That's fine. Okay, because I want to see if Mahomes is playing, and I want to see if Slay is playing. Those are yeah. two big names. I don't even care if Mahomes plays or not, because I think they're going to scheme Kelsey open. Um, but I do like Hunter Henry. Jimmy Graham I'll be fading. I do like Zach Ertz. I like the call that Jared made there. Jonah Smith is a pretty easy fade. Anthony Ferkser was still running more routes than Jonah Smith. I know Jonah Smith had the big game. But he only ran like 17 pass routes and somehow got seven targets, which is just absurd. And Delaney Walker might be back anyways. I am interested in Cameron Bray at 5,100 if O.J. Howard is out. And even if O.J. Howard's active, I think Cameron Bray's a pretty good GPP play because we know Jameis uh, looks for him in the red zone. I do like that call if Howard's out. Um, I, like we've been talking about, we like this Tampa Bay-Seattle game if uh, conditions are right. And we think Winston can keep up with uh, with Wilson on the other side. I do like possibly TJ Hawkinson. Um, another good matchup against Oakland. Um, Fells last week for Houston. My uh, sleeper play. 
had a couple touchdowns last week against Oakland, so <laughs> they're uh, they're not good against the tight end at all. And he just, aside from week one, he hasn't done anything, but I feel like eventually maybe on Johnson getting hurt will help Hawkinson. I don't know how, but maybe taking, you know, not, as, not running the ball as much and having to throw, and if this is a shootout, maybe he falls into the end zone once or twice. Um but he's just got he's got a good matchup, and at five thousand, he's pretty cheap. Yeah, I don't mind the call on Hawkinson. You'd, you'd assume with rational coaching that they'd pass the ball more, but who knows what match Matt Patricia will do? Fuck that guy for not <laughs> playing Ty Johnson and saying he'll be the starter. That was ridiculous. I was so tilted. It, like as soon as Sunday, like I honestly, I, I go to the game cast. Yeah. Trey Carson for for eight yards. Trey Carson for three. Like the first had, five carries, I was so tilt. Like I thought I was going to lose every dollar. I had the game on one of my TVs, and I I saw it, and it was like I was like, "Who the fuck's Trey Carson?" Yeah, I'm still not over. And that. I was like, "Trey Carson." It was Trey Carson, and then it was like, uh, "Who else did they throw McKissick, out there?" McKissick. Paul Perkins got carries. I was like, "Is Ty Johnson hurt?" And I like went to Twitter, and I'm looking through Twitter, yeah, nothing. Uh, and everyone's all pissed off. Oh my god. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to lose every dollar. I just texted Nick. I was like, yep, I'm retired. Like, need to find another job. Like, this is it. <laughs> I ended up winning money on the week, but I, I thought I was going to absolutely go broke. Yeah, you were. You were like, I'm done. Throwing in the towel. I'm washed <laughs> up. It's over. I was like, come on. Yeah, it was It was, uh, It was. was an ugly start to the uh, football Sunday when Carson ugh, started carrying the rock and then McKissick, and we were both – and then he got involved in the game, and like we had talked about before, dropped a wheel route where he was gone. He was gone. I mean, he was so open to hit him right in the hands, yeah. dropped another pass, had a good few runs, a couple holding calls, brought the runs back, but it just didn't work out. It was rough, but we're on to next week. Uh, defense is really tough this week. It is, and I haven't done – I know that we use one site for like um, O-line, D-line mismatches, which we like to use, and that hasn't come out yet. Um I, defense is tough. I, I just think I'm going to lock in the Bills if, especially, especially if Dwayne Haskins gets the start because that guy is atrocious. <laughs> oh my God, he's terrible. And even if Case Keenum's out the there, Bills. I think the Bills are the most expensive defense. But if yeah. you scroll down, there's just not really many defenses and good spots. You can maybe use the Eagles home against Trubisky. Um, yeah, they've only had one defensive touchdown this year. Oh, the Browns, 4,300. They got to be a no brainer no. against Brandon Allen. I don't know. So for me, it'll be the Bills and the Browns at this point. I don't know. What the hell do the Browns do for you? They have a great uh, pass rush. And yeah, facing I mean, they'll baby, probably, they're yeah. facing baby hand boy. <laughs> 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 they'll definitely get a couple sacks. I like that call. Um, <laughs> baby hand boy. I got to check this guy out after the podcast <laughs> for sure. I've got to see what the, all the hype's about. <laughs> Yeah, it'll probably be the Bills. I don't see anyone else really. Um, I don't. I don't really think you can play the Jets against Miami. I think that's it. I don't know Philly, maybe against home against Chicago. Yeah, possibly forty six hundred. I think I'd for me it's going to be Buffalo and, and the Browns at this point. Yeah, I'm going to wait for the uh, O line D line matchup. Take a look at that. Uh, I got a couple more games to watch and then uh, figure out defense. Defense is usually my last thing that I figure out um, before kickoff. So, um, 
keep an eye out. Message me. Message Tyler. Uh, we'll let you know what defense we're going to lock in. Okay, so that does it for week nine. Uh, DFS, uh, our survivor pick this week. We both agreed on another, you know, simple. We didn't have to go back and forth. Um, we're going with the Bills this week. Um, our other option was going to be Seattle. It's actually a tough week. Um, looking at the games, there isn't really like lockdown picks, I don't think. Um, Seattle at home against the Bucks, but we both think that Winston can put up some points and the Buccaneers can keep up and maybe even pull up an upset. That's what we'll be hoping for. Um, we didn't use the Bills the other week against Miami because we saved them for this week at home against the Redskins. So I think that's just the play uh, this week. There wasn't any other options, right? We just like it was between the Bills and Seahawks and yeah. So we specifically saved Buffalo for this week. We knew everyone was going to use Buffalo a couple weeks, so it's just like a game theory play. We're going to save a team that everyone's already used, and we looked ahead. We knew this week was going to be tough. We don't really think there's any good options besides Buffalo, so we wanted to save them for this week, and, and we think they're going to take care of business against the Redskins. Yeah. Um, all right. So any teasers this week you got? Um, I have a couple bets that I like. I like the Browns minus three, and I like the Browns this week. You huh? could tease them. <clears throat> you could tease them with the Jaguars or the Packers. Those are kind of the three teams that I like this week. Um, so Packers are only favored by three and a half against the Chargers. It's basically going to be a home game for Green Bay. They're going to have way more fans in that stadium than the Chargers are. So that's kind of a sleeper. And right now the Vegas line is only saying the Packers are a half a point better than the Chargers, which just seems way off. So I think if you could bet the Packers money line, you could put them in a parlay, you could put them in a teaser. And then I feel good about the Jags. Um, I just think their defensive line is really going to bother Deshaun Watson. And they could sell out to stop. DeAndre Hopkins because Will Fuller's not there and Kenny Stills just isn't as good. And the Houston secondary is just really banged up right now. They lost a bunch of their players last week, and they lost their stud pass rusher, J.J. Watt. So Minshew should be able to tear it up. And another another factor is the Jags have played in London seven years in a row. So they have experience going down there. Houston has yet to play in London. So I know it's a different kind of flight, different – you know, figure out what you're going to do with your body. So that's kind of uh, one of my favorite bets of the week there is the Jags, and they're getting two points. I do like that call. Um, I, this is a tough week bet-wise. Um, the only play bet I really like is the Detroit-Oakland game over. Um, I just think it's going to be a shootout. Both, def- both pass defenses are awful, and both quarterbacks have been playing really well. So that's the only game I really like. Um, but – like I said, if you follow us, if you message us, um, we'll give you our plays before kickoff. Uh, normally, we pretty much have our plays locked in by Saturday. Um, so, yeah, give us a shout-out. But anything else before we get out of here? It was a good pod. Yeah, it was a good pod. Excited to get rolling in week nine. So hopefully one of us can uh, get Dude, to that top that spot this week. top spot so bad. <laughs> God, I want it. I can taste it. Oh, we're going to get it. We are going to get it, people. Um, All right, he's Tyler. I'm Nick. Good luck in week nine. We're out.